Friends, I am so pumped to be kicking off May with new episodes of the Nightingale podcast. As you may know, we took a couple months break from the podcast, as in we, I meant me, because I do all of this by myself, and I am a full-time student, and I just bought a house, and just all this stuff has been going on, so I took a couple months break, and... I am jumping right in with so much excitement because I am no longer a full-time student, which is absolutely refreshing. (laughs) I am graduating tomorrow, actually. After this is aired, I will have graduated already, but I am so excited and I thought this was the perfect opportunity just to talk about my experience, my program that I did, the DNP program for pediatric primary care nurse practitioner. So I'm going to chat this episode, just talk about why I chose the route I went, um, why, how my program was set up, and just a little bit about that. But before we dive on in, I just want to highlight our reviewer of the week. This review comes from NP Britt. She says, nursing empowerment. Love that Dakota is spreading love, hope, and compassion for future nurses and current ones. She also doesn't shy away from showing the dark side. I love that you said this about the dark side, Britt, and this is just... Something that is so important about nursing and just any profession in general is just someone who is on the inside. Not only, I know a lot of our listeners are are already nurses, but there's a lot of those listeners who are students and not every single day as a nurse or as a student is just sunshines and rainbows, it has a dark side, it has a stressful side, and it's important to talk about that. So I love that this is a platform just to get real and just share experiences, not only my experiences, but all of the different nurses who are guests on the podcast and how their different experiences has shaped their nursing journey so far. So thank you, NP Britt, for your review this week. And if you are loving the Nightingale podcast and you are someone who is an avid listener, I would love to hear your feedback and have you give us a rating and a review and just share these episodes with your friends, especially if it's someone that you think of when you're listening, shoot it on over to them and just let them know that this might be a good episode for them to listen to. Hey friends, welcome to the Nightingale Podcast, a podcast for nurses, future nurses, and, well, anyone interested in the nursing profession. I'm your host, Dakota Falkowski, RN, BSN, and DNP student. Join us each week as I interview nurses from all areas of the nursing profession to uncover nursing opportunities that you may have not known even existed. You can expect to be inspired and maybe even a little bit motivated. The goal of the Nightingale podcast is to encourage you to think outside of the box, step outside of that comfort zone of yours, and reach for a fulfilling and unique nursing journey. So let's dive in and check out this week's guest. You never know, they may just have your dream job. 
So now that I am about to graduate, I thought this was the perfect time just to reflect back on my program, share with you all just the setup of my program, how it's laid out, why I chose my particular program and the style of program that I did, why I chose to go the DNP route versus the MSN route, and just a little bit all about that. There's so many different ways that you can become a nurse practitioner, and it's the same way as there are so many different routes you can take to become a nurse. And I just want to preface this whole conversation by saying that you have to do what is best for you. So not every single route is perfect for everyone's situation. Um, I went my particular route for some reasons that I will talk to you about, but you may have different reasons that would steer you into a different direction. And this is the same with the um, undergraduate route of getting your RN degree. You have to kind of look at the whole situation and all of your different options and see which is best for you because you may come across some options that have um, just some different benefits and I'm going to share my experiences but this is in no way to say that the way that I went is the best way or the right way. Uh, It is just my way and so If you've listened to kind of my first episode of the podcast, you will hear that I have pivoted a lot in my nursing journey. So the degree that I will be getting tomorrow will be Doctorate of Nursing Practice, Pediatric Primary Care Nurse Practitioner. So I originally, when I was in my undergraduate, I thought I wanted to be a nurse practitioner in the emergency department. And I've made multiple different pivots over time. And I settled on, not settled on, I chose, and I am beyond excited to jump into this career path, but I chose pediatric nurse practitioner in the end. And um, primary care was the option that I chose for multiple different reasons. So the first thing I kind of want to talk about is why in the world did I end up choosing pediatrics? So there's a lot of controversy over the different nurse practitioner routes. And it isn't something that is really cut and dry. So some of the controversy comes with the specialized route. So Uh, adult GERO nurse practitioner, like acute care versus pediatrics versus family. So I chose the pediatric route just because I had spent the beginning of my career in the emergency department actually taking care of just adults. And I, while I loved the intensive yet, I made the transition into pediatrics and I absolutely fell in love. And for me, I knew that as a nurse practitioner, I did not care to work with adults. I fell in love with the ability as a pediatric nurse practitioner to shape our youth and to kind of set them up for a future as an adult, kind of in terms of their health care. So just 
I didn't want every single aspect and I loved that the pediatric route gave me the most experience with pediatrics. And this is where it comes in that you have to do what's best for you. So I, you know, it's really easy when you're trying to pick a program to be like looking at the future and you kind of have to a little bit. Um, depending on which area of the U.S. that you live in or whatever area of your country you live in because the job market may differ. But for me, I was not worried about the end goal of getting the job. I knew that me as a person and my ability to interview and to just be a good provider, I wouldn't have a problem. And maybe that was cocky, maybe that was unrealistic, but it worked out for me in the end. But for me, I knew that I wanted to work in pediatrics and just the amount of pediatric training that you receive in the family nurse practitioner programs is not comparable to what you receive in a pediatric program. So the program that I chose was a doctorate of nursing practice. And this route I chose for a couple reasons. So one thing that I'd love to share with you, which is kind of funny, is my husband is in pharmacy school and he graduates in two weeks. And I am so excited and he is so not excited that I will be able to say that I am Dr. Falkowski, like not even a full two weeks before him, which is so funny. So he will also have his doctorate. So we are both going to be Dr. Falkowski when we get our degrees, which is one of the biggest things that I think led me to choosing the DNP route. And this may sound silly to you, and it's not really about the fact that it's not a competition, it's not a game, but it's just, I knew I could do it. And I I loved that he was going for his doctorate, the pharmacy route has gone to doctorate. um, And that was kind of one of my reasonings is that a lot of the terminal degrees such as MD, uh, as pharmacist as physical therapists, there are a lot of different routes now that are going towards doctorate as the terminal degree for that route. And we are definitely going towards that with nurse practitioner or the APRN or advanced practice registered nurse role is that DNP will be the preferred route or the terminal degree. And that is just something that has been a goal for the nursing profession. And I just knew that I never wanted to go back. So I knew that this was going to be it. And my husband was getting his doctorate. So I thought, why not just get my doctorate too? And Honestly, a lot of the nurses that I knew who were going for their nurse practitioner degrees at the time that I was starting to think about this, they were also in doctorate programs and there were um, there were not really any master's program uh, nurses that I knew at the time. So it really wasn't something that got thrown into the mix for me and I'm really glad that I did it. I know that this is not the route for everyone and there's no saying that I will be any 
better of a nurse practitioner because I have my doctorate. I definitely do not agree that that is true, but I do know that going forward, I am very, and this is something that you should think about too when you're going back, is I'm very goal-oriented. I'm very driven on the future. And so for me, I knew that I wouldn't just always be in a practicing role probably as a nurse practitioner for my full career. So I knew some time down the road, I may be interested in teaching. I may be interested in doing management or being, hey, maybe a president of an organization or I don't know, but some type of upper level management or upper level position. So for that, the DNP really does kind of set you apart. And this is one of those topics that definitely is up for debate. And I don't really want to get into the debate side of it, but I just wanted to share with you what, why I chose this. And so one of the big things that sets the master's program and the doctorate program apart is the doctorate project or the big DNP capstone project. So um, for for those of you who don't know what it is, there is a large DNP project that is completed throughout the program. Mine was, um, it's several hundred hours and it's just basically a huge quality improvement project that in for certain people you might Um, take it to publishing. I haven't quite decided. I probably will take mine um, to conferences or it could be published in a journal, but it's something that is set to not only create a new process for things, but look into the data of um, pre and post intervention. And you really do learn a lot of great important skills about just quality improvement within your organization and just what are the steps that it takes to create change and change that is not just done for the heck of it, but change that is really evidence-based and that is going to provide good outcomes. And so this is the biggest thing that differentiates the two programs I know master's programs do have projects like this, but not to the scale of a DNP project. Also, a big thing is the leadership and the um, professional components of the DNP program. We do have a lot of leadership courses and um, obviously research-based courses that are in addition to our kind of core nurse practitioner classes. But these are the big things that set the DNP route um, apart from the MSN route. So it's not that I'm learning any more advanced skills as an APRN. I'm just learning different things. And so this is just something that I found important. And maybe you're not the type of person who really is interested in this type of future work. So maybe that isn't as important to you. So you just kind of have to weigh it out. And I, like I said, I feel like in the thick of it, it was frustrating. I'm telling you at the end of my DNP project, I was like, why did I choose this route? But you know what? Having it all said and done and 
just seeing actually the impact that the big project that I did had on the hospital I implemented in, it was really, it was really cool. And it has kind of sparked a desire for me to continue research and continue to implement quality improvement projects in the future um, of my practice. So that was a really fun thing. And so those are the big differences that you'll see from a DNP program to an MSN program. And so the program that I chose, I, like I said, the DNP project portion was about 300 hours. My clinical component was about 700 hours and my program was three years in length. So I chose to do the full-time route. This also, this choice went, um, was largely because of my husband's timeline for his degree. He actually um, did a four-year degree for pharmacy, and I started my program one year after he started. So it was going to be three years full-time, which put us graduating at the same time or two weeks apart, which was really which was really nice for planning in the future. It's really hard. I know for most of you could relate to me in this aspect is it's hard to plan uh, when you both have careers. So it was really good to know that we are both starting fresh with new jobs once we graduated. So the program was set up in that I went through summer, so the program that I did was through Rush University. I had a great experience with Rush, and I take about three courses at a time. Um, They actually do not offer the full-time program anymore. The full-time program really only versus part-time only cut off about one year of actual time from the program. Um, and it's just really hard to balance everything. I was fortunate enough that I did not work throughout the whole program, but for those who did, it was a lot to manage. And so my program was about three courses at a time, sometimes four. And so the first year was kind of those introductory courses where you're gearing up with um, professional classes, leadership. I had a statistics course my first year. And so the first full semester was doing that kind of stuff. During this first year was when I actually did continue to work full time. So it definitely was doable for me because I was in a position where I was working three 12-hour shifts most of the time, or I was also just able to manage my time. I was in a couple different positions actually throughout my first year, but I was able to manage my time well. And then after my first full year, the spring of my second year is when we started our clinical rotation. So the program that I did through Rush is a online, primarily online program. So you could literally do this program from anywhere. I was living in Iowa at the time and the program is based out of Chicago and it only really requires you to go to Chicago a couple times a year. So I went to Chicago for the first time once I started the program after the fall of my second year. And this was in order to do a kind of two-day 
simulation activity. So we did stations, we went over skills, we did checkoffs and stuff like that. And then going forward, we did one time per semester is when we kind of had to come back. So we continued to have one or two day that we had to do these checkoffs or simulation type real patient simulation scenarios. So that commitment really wasn't too bad for me. I know there were other people in my program who had to fly in, but for me, I was able to just drive. And so this really wasn't too big of a commitment for those of you who are interested in looking at programs that are primarily online. That's how this program was set up. And so in general, our program, all of my classes were online and I only had in-person obviously for my clinicals. So I didn't start clinicals into my second year of the program in the fall time. And this was a kind of intro clinical where we completed 84 clinical hours throughout the semester, which equated to about once per week. It was a six-hour day. Usually, I just completed about an eight-hour full day with my preceptor and was able to, I still had classes during this time. And as part of my clinical experience, we have to log all of our patient hours and our patient examples. And we did do case studies uh, about every other week with this course. And then we're responding to other people in our class as far as their case studies from the previous week. So this is when it becomes a little more challenging to continue to work full time. But honestly, there are a lot of people in my program who were working full time during this. And so that was my first clinical semester. And then my second one was 168, I think, clinical hours. So it was double the first semester. So throughout the summer and the fall of my third year is when we did twice a week, six hour shifts still. And um, throughout this time, you're also working on your DNP project more. You're kind of in your implementation phase, which is a lot more time consuming. And then your final clinical semester, which is the one I have just finished now, is your kind of residency clinical where you are doing three days a week, more of a residency immersion. Uh, typically, you have less classes. You're finishing up your final DNP project, and it is more 18 hours or so a week. Again, I just kind of continued. We were allowed to just as long as we were getting our hours in. They weren't strict on the six hours per day. Um, but by the end, we had to have the full amount of clinical hours. Friends, starting a new position is scary. It's frightening, it's overwhelming, it's exciting. It's all of the things. I know, I've started many new positions in my time as an RN. But really, it doesn't have to be as difficult as we try to make it. Through these experiences, I have gathered five tips to starting a new position and making that transition as smooth as possible. I have created a free guide for you as my listeners to make this transition as seamless as possible and allow you to really excel in your new position. So if you recently started a new position, you are going to start a new job, 
or you know someone who's going to start a new position. I mean, come on, you have to fall into one of those three categories. Then head on over to the nightingalepodcast.com to sign up to receive your 100% free copy of the five tips PDF. I'm here to support you through all your new ventures in your careers. And I believe these five tips are going to do just that. So head on over to the nightingalepodcast.com after this episode and download your free guide. I mean, come on, what do you have to lose? My program, because it was an online program, one of the reasons that I chose to do this version is because I started my program living in Iowa and then I actually made the transition moving back home to Illinois and because the program was set in Illinois it it wasn't a big deal to move. They obviously don't encourage you to move throughout the program but there were several people who did and it really um, was not too big of a deal. I was able to do my first few clinical rotations in Iowa, and then I was able to do my last few in Illinois. And it actually was kind of nice because Iowa is a completely independent um, state for nurse practitioners. So they have no collaborating agreement with a physician. And so it was really interesting to see this different dynamic and In Illinois, you have to have a collaborating relationship with a provider as a nurse practitioner or as an APRN. So things were a little bit different. So it was really good to see that difference. And I really, one of my suggestions is to not limit yourself too much when you're picking these types of clinicals because it is nice to see the different practices. I was able to do some of my clinical in a more of a low income or a primarily Medicaid clinic. And I was able to do some of mine in more of a um, private pay practice. So I was able to see the differences in that. And I also, with that, was able to see more of a private practice where the practice is not run by an organization, but is by a private um, pediatrician who owns his own practice. So that was really interesting too, just to see those differences. And so because my program was a primary care program, all of my clinical sites primarily are in more of a pediatrician's primary care office. We we're able to do about 84 hours of a specialty, which you could do, say, in a pediatric specialty clinic, or you. some people did do them more in, like, you could do an emergency department setting um, or, like, an urgent care or something like that, but most people did a specialty setting. So it was nice because we did get a little glimpse of something different, but the most of the clinicals hours were in actually primary care. And so this is the big difference between doing the acute care or the primary care program. So for Rush University, they offer a pediatric primary care and a pediatric acute care. So in the acute care, they're doing majority of their rotations in the hospital. 
and in the units where we do not do any of our rotations in the hospital or in those units unless we kind of get it um, approved by the program and it would just be a short amount of time. So for me, I did actually the majority of mine in the actual clinic primary care setting. I was able to do one day in a cardiology clinic um, and shadow with a cardiologist, which was really interesting. I had one day where I went to a developmental clinic. I had one day where I went with lactation. And then I had one day where I went with and shadowed a a pediatric dentist, which was a really good experience. So I could have done a little bit more in specialties, but I actually have had that experience because my background is so diverse. I've worked in the PICU, I've worked in ER, I've worked in also um, ped surgery. So I've gotten to see a lot of that in some of my Part of my project was dealing with um, ped surgery, so I got to see some of the different specialties. So I felt like I had some of that background. And once I really dove into the primary care setting, which I really hadn't had much experience with prior to starting the program, I honestly fell in love, which is really what is so beautiful about this degree in advanced practice nursing is because... When I, even just six months ago, or a little more than six months ago, I still had thoughts that I was going to work in the emergency department as a pediatric nurse practitioner. And I used to think that I wanted to do ortho when I first started because that's what I was working at as a scrub nurse in the OR. And so I had so many different options, which is fun through your clinicals because I, when I first started, even though my degrees in pediatric primary care, I did not think that I was going to be working in the pediatrician's office. You know, I didn't think I was going to be doing well child checks and I didn't think that I would be loving that. And I thought I would probably specialize, but I've honestly grown to absolutely love it. And it's a big door that has opened for me throughout my clinical experiences. So I really invite you to keep your options open because even in the fall time, I took a position PRN in an emergency department thinking I might want to work there when I was done as a nurse practitioner. And my my whole route has completely pivoted since then, and I am so thankful for it. So you can do a lot of different things with your program, and so you'll just kind of have to check it out. For future, I actually, with pediatric primary care, there are so many different ways that you can use your degree. You actually are able to, in most hospitals, work inpatient um, on inpatient units and ERs. You can work in urgent cares. There are so many different options. You don't necessarily have to be an acute care nurse practitioner. Um, It depends on the hospital that you're going to work for and what they may require. They may require that you continue on. And that's the beauty of the APR role is that you can always start somewhere and get additional certification. So if I wanted to go back and get my acute care in pediatrics, I could do that. And it's just an additional one year plus clinical hours. And then you just take your certification 
in acute care pediatrics. So there are tons of different options for you. So don't feel like you're limited um, by choosing a specialty career because while it may sound really specific, it really is not. There are so many different things. And that's just, like I said, the beauty of the advanced practice role for nursing in general. And Honestly, that is one of the things that I love about nursing, both as an RN or an advanced practice nurse, is that the opportunities are literally endless for you. And as you grow and as you get more experiences and as your passions change, you can also pivot and change with your with your career. So it's so fun to just think about me starting out and what my career is going to blossom to in the future. So hopefully this was pretty beneficial for you guys. I just wanted to share a little bit about why I chose the DNP route and a little bit about my program. Like I said, there are so many different programs out there and there are some that are in person, there are some that are online, there are some that are a combination of both. I do really well with the online component, so that really was not a big issue for me. You get student interaction just by coming to Chicago and seeing your classmates um, a couple times a year. You have discussions online, but it isn't for everyone. And that is just something that you'll have to investigate if this is something that you want to pursue. And I have to tell you, it's a lot of work, but it is so completely worth it if you are looking to expand your nursing career and take on more of a provider role because let me tell you, there is going to be so much need and so much desire for advanced practice nurses in the future, whether you choose teaching, whether you choose to be a nurse practitioner, whether you choose to become a CRNA, we are really adding such an important piece of the puzzle in healthcare as advanced practice nurses. And it really is something that is going to continue to evolve as the independence of APRNs continues to widen. And I just kind of want to end with maybe something that's a little bit debated amongst other professionals and amongst nurses, but I feel like I have worked my butt off for this degree of doctorate of nursing practice and you can bet that every single time I introduce myself to others, whether it be professionally or in the setting of the clinic, I definitely will be saying, hi, my name is Dr. Felkowski and I am a pediatric nurse practitioner because you work really hard for this degree and some people might not like that, but you know, all kinds of professionals who have earned the degree of doctorate, they utilize their 
credentials and they they deserve it and you know I I get where people are coming from where they say that this might be misleading but done in the right way it's exactly what is necessary to continue to show up and show the professionalism and the worth of the advanced practice role and the terminal degree of DNPs. So I hope that this isn't something that is going to be looked down upon or to be questioned, but I honestly just wanted to touch base on this because I did talk about earlier in the episode the fact that my husband and I both will be Dr. Falkowski and that is not to be misinterpreted that I am a medical doctor or that I am practicing medicine as a pediatrician, but that I and my husband both have earned our doctorate degree just like everyone else. And that is, that is a big feat and we're really honored by it. And we are prepared to show up and to live to the professionalism that these terminal degrees have earned. I just want to end the episode with just giving you all a little bit of encouragement. If you are someone who has been thinking about going back to school, whether it be for a registered nurse degree, to go back and get your bachelor's, to go back and get a certification, to go back to get your master's or your doctorate. Don't let the idea of all of this work and all of this time daunt you because I'm telling you, this last three years have literally flown by and if you just take it day by day or class by class, it is a lot more manageable and the hard work is so worth it. And there are so many options out there for you to advance your career and to also for just tuition and things like that. So that shouldn't be something that is going to prevent you. There are lots of grants available. There are work study programs that are available. There are tuition reimbursement programs that are available. So if this is something that you have had on your mind or you have a burning desire or a really deep desire to do, then do it. Don't let your excuses conquer you because it's so worth it. And it is such a great feeling to have accomplished this. And I am so excited for everyone who is just showing up every day and living out their passions and their purpose for their nursing journey. Because that is the whole point of this podcast is We all have a different journey and you just have to do what is right in your heart and where you are feeling led and that is what will fuel you forward and to make you satisfied and to make you feel whole in this profession that can sometimes be overwhelming and can lead to burnout and that's how you overcome this is by following your passions and just living out your desires. So 
I hope you've all enjoyed this episode and stay tuned because we are back at it with weekly episodes of the podcast because no more school for me. And so I'm going to have a lot more free time. Not that I'm not going to be working, but I'm going to have a schedule and I'm committed to showing up for you all and just continuing to share other amazing nursing journeys. So you all enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Nightingale podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe so that you are getting weekly notifications when the new episode comes out. And while you are there, I would really appreciate you leaving a review. And maybe your review will be featured on an upcoming podcast. You can check out all episodes at thenightingalepodcast.com or on Facebook at the Nightingale Podcast.